0: hardened steel of the Stella Gilar tears away an immuted cacophony of destruction. As if a tin can being wrenched apart, the walls that safely enclose you now sheer away, exposing you before an experience too vast, too intricate, and too intense for the mind to comprehend. Trapped by this incomprehension, A rising terror becomes, paralyzing, and the mind reels, fleeing for safety in an attempt to escape the unfathomable endlessness of. Welcome to episode
1: one of the Emergency Power Podcast.
2: Yeah! Wow.
1: Is that like, is that basically saying that we're having the crappiest space taxi ride ever? Is that how you're breaking that news to us?
0: Yeah, and you're still gonna have to pay for this, man. This is gonna be massive. We're at least splitting the bill, right? Uh, as the the GM, I don't have to pitch in, so it's only three way. Uh huh. Mm. Wow. So this is it. Uh, little did you know, you've been preparing for this all your lives. Yep.
1: <laughs> There's no breaks on this hype train.
0: That's right. Years of training. Oh my god. I'm so excited! Oh man, I did so much. This podcast is literally years in the making. Guys. It really you is. Can quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, so we just didn't we, know it. We started talking about even like the inception of this was like almost six months ago. Now we've just been trying to like get everything lined up to make it all happen, and here we are. We finally made it. It, it didn't even seem like that long, but yeah, it was a lot of. <laughs> it was a lot of prep and a lot of meetings yeah. and discussions. <laughs> yeah, I think that has to do with the fact that this is happening like in the height of corona still. So all the days just kind of blend together.
2: Yeah. I don't even but, know what month it is. You know,
0: we, we stayed out of 2020 just to be safe. Cuz that just would have oh, that would have ruined it right off the bat. <laughs> but it feels good now. It like it yeah. feels like the world is ready for another Starfinder podcast and a homebrew one. Yes, Mm -hmm. I have written up so much good stuff for you guys. You don't even know. I'm so ready. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for you guys to kind of make your way through this thing. I, I guarantee it's not going to be easy or necessarily pleasant for you. But hey, that's that's the point. <laughs> yes, right? an unpleasant it's to be experience nice for of RPGs. To listen to, not for you guys to experience.
1: I mean, that's been my experience with your games to date. It's like, we, can we have a single session where someone doesn't catch a disease? Is that
2: possible?
0: <laughs> I cannot guarantee that in the slightest.
2: Jeebus. I'm
0: pretty sure I'm starting the game diseased, so. Yeah, yeah, the streak continues. I mean, your character
1: engaged? has space rickets, and that's why I'm <laughs> playing an SRO.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Okay. Um, you know, don't don't talk too much about your characters right now, because you'll have time, and I'll definitely oh. give you give you a minute there. Um. But yeah, no, this is a uh, like I I have. Like a little little anxiety, but the second we hit that record button it's like boom, here we go. You know, now it's it's you go time, this, baby. Man. Look, yeah, I, no, I've I've been I've been a player in your tables and I've been a GM for you at, when you're a player, and I can tell you there's nothing that's gonna come up in this podcast that you and I haven't already like gone through. I, I feel like Fair. we we've had enough stuff thrown at us both from our uh, RPG
3: tabletop experience and from our LARP experience that we can you're handle Not wrong.
0: This. Oh my god, you're not wrong.
3: I have no idea where this is going. Space, completely new concept to me, and the system, yeah, completely yeah, you, new concept to me. You've only really so. done, like, 5e
0: to this point.
3: Yeah, basically. But I mean, I'm <clears> familiar <throat> with how you run games, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to a new adventure from level 1, because thats I don't think I've done that for, I don't know, three years yeah at least this this is
0: gonna be from level one on so everyone gets to grow with you guys and see all the the choices you make for good or ill however that goes
2: (laughs) (laughs) right
0: I'm sure it'll be good for me Mm mhm well What's, what's good for the GM is usually bad for the players so I don't know if I like that yeah but it makes
1: good listening Mm -hmm. (laughs) The the point is not that we have a good time. It's that other people are entertained. You're not here to
0: have fun. You're here to be pawns. That's right. And, you know, the, the whole reason behind, like, the name that we have, the Emergency Power Network is, like, our umbrella thing. And this is the Emergency Power Podcast is so that you can just, like, sit down, chill out, recharge with the Emergency Power Network. Well, wow, we do all the suffering for you. You know, just get your batteries going again. Have fun with it, basically.
1: Just let our dulcet tones ooze into your ears. Oh, my. <laughs>
2: yes.
3: Yeah, so what do you guys think? Should we get this going? Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that intro. Unless you wanted this to do character introductions first. Well, nah.
0: first of all, who who, who are you guys?
3: I suppose that's a good point, but
0: like I've never
1: seen you people before in my life.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, no one else has. Yes. They said they'd
1: take my family if I didn't show up.
0: I listen. I told you, you're not supposed to say that once we hit the record button. Call the
1: police.
0: Your family's gonna have to suffer for this. That's Mm. less rations for you today, Timmy.
3: (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) <laughs>
0: As you can see, we have a benevolent GM. Uh, My name is Adam Damish. I will be the galactic manager of this podcast. Galactic what else we got manager. on board? Yes, I'm the galactic manager. <laughs> Man, that's an onerous title if I've ever heard one. <laughs> All right, let's see. Who we got next? Who wants to jump in there? Uh, I am Jeff McAllen. I am playing... Scriff dovetail and uh very excited to be a uh, player for once usually i'm the gm <laughs> yeah no the yeah. dynamic with jeff and i is for the past like over 10 years unless one of us are doing like the gming we do not get to play uh you know in in recent years i've gotten another group that lets me play a little bit and that makes me very happy but for the most part yeah, Cooper's one of the GMs of that, so that's appreciated. But yeah, aside from that, uh, Jeff does not get much game time. Much play Hashtag time. forever GM. And all the GMs out there will feel that. Mm-hmm. Right to the heart, you know. Speaking of other GMs, um, who else we got here?
1: Uh, my name's Richard Moore. Um, I'm a semi-professional gamer. Um, I'll spare you the details of why that's the case for now. Um, and actually, this is a great break for me because like, COVID has been awesome because there's just all these people who want to run games on virtual tabletop. It's like, you mean I don't have to? I just show up and play yours? This is, I'm, I'm only responsible for one character.
0: It's, it's been a boom for tabletopping online. It
1: really, and really has.
0: Yeah, it's, it's great because uh, even the group right here, um, for the most part, we're all in different states. Um, Two people are in North Carolina. One of them's in California, and I'm over in Ohio right now. So that's that's amazing. This, this is magic of yeah. online role playing stuff. This podcast like, literally couldn't happen without the internet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but before I segue into anything else, uh, who's our last but not least person on the docket here? Hello.
3: So my name is Cooper Bishop and yeah i've been living in california right now i'll be playing a character named Pons, and like i said earlier this is i think my i think only my second adventure from level one and my first time playing the Starfinder uh series so definitely looking forward to that i've been in a few games with adam before uh and that's been a fantastic campaign it's still ongoing from I want to say over two and a half maybe yeah, even close like two to and two and a half years yeah it's been a long time but su- super excited really excited for my character and yeah to get things started
0: yeah just a, f- a few other things i'm gonna throw it there before we get this going because i'm i'm rearing to make this happen um just to throw it out there we're gonna be using uh foundry virtual mm-hmm. tabletop they have a fantastic uh setup for dar And to keep refining it every time they do it, it just gets better. They added like all the starship mechanics last time, and oh yes. Thank you so much. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I actually really enjoyed going over that. I thought it was gonna be nuts, but having like the foundry here to kind of learn it made it so much easier. So that was that was really, really fun. Definitely the foundry
0: module itself out of uh for Starfinder is is all community driven so uh big thank you to the developers Absolutely. who uh, who maintain that so good so good i can't go to any other virtual tabletop anymore i'm spoiled and this is not a sponsored <laughs> podcast by the way no it is no. not <laughs> if they felt like it <laughs> anyways um <laughs> uh yeah so just a little bit up top um When it comes to like ruling for the most part, we're gonna go by the book. Uh, If it's kind of a nebulous area, might mix it up a little bit. I like to tweak things as a GM, like sometimes monster stats or whatnot, I will kind of do my own thing. Uh, But for the most part, we're gonna be on book. And if I make a change that the players definitely need to know about, I will let everyone know. Uh, But aside from that, going To be pretty straightforward, um, but I think that's not about covers all the, the list of things that need to be talked about before we get this thing going, so I think it's about that time. All right, time. let's do it. Let's Come on, do please. this. All right, everyone, gather round the warm glow of the data pad. We're now going to begin our story through the homes. <laughs> of emergency power. We're gonna start on volume one, chapter one, the Stella Dilar. Dropping out of faster than light travel, known as the Drift, appears a tan mid-sized cargo ship. Its hull is christened with an image of a black bird gliding in front of a, an eclipsed moon. In the cockpit, the Sheeran captain, Isbin Espa, reaches up to grab the shipwide intercom unit with one of her forearms to make an announcement. All right, Rooks, we're shifting back into normal space and within the diaspora. There's still a couple hours before we make contact with Broken Rock Station. We'll probably be hailed by the free pirates before we dock, which could add a little more time. Until then, busy yourselves stitching up your gear and preparing for departure. I've got places to be once we make portside.
3: Wow, where's that voice been? That, that was great. Yeah. Wow. First voice. 100%. Thank
0: you very much. <laughs> Flattery, will we'll get you everywhere. <laughs> in a fraction of a second, Pond's agile mind connects the term rooks to rookies, implying that the passengers' inexperience aboard smuggling ships, as well as trips into the diaspora as a whole, marking it down as a curious colloquialism used among spacers, he smiles inwardly, reveling in the knowledge that. He's now one of them. If only
3: only just. Hmm. Baser's shorthand is fascinatingly fluid language modification.
0: He's now entering the diaspora, a solar system containing the scattered remnants of two planetary bodies that collided and shattered. Other contemplatives scarcely leave the relative safety of Fee City on Acton, never to experience a place such as this. Thinking of home causes a sharp pang of remorse to pass through Pond's frontal lobes. He attends to this pain by using powerful telepathy to massage his mind soothing the neural pathways in a mental equivalent to rubbing one's forehead. (laughs) Such a physical action is something his small, withered form cannot accomplish, since his body is a mere remnant of what it it might have been in
3: centuries past. I just see me, like, I'm, I'm like, trying to scratch my head. I'm like, my arms, they're too small and I just go over to a wall and I'm like doing this literally like oh, a, a bear on a tree <laughs> the wall. it's like this is I guess what I'm reduced to okay <laughs>
0: long ago contemplatives, Oh yeah I knew I was gonna mess that up on the first go it's fine cut cut no we're, we're rolling with it contemplatives abandon physical pursuits to delve endlessly into mentalics. It left their bodies small and frail, clinging to a massive, hyper-intelligent, exposed brain. What few possessions Pawns retains float in a gentle arc towards him from all corners of the small room. The items arrange themselves in an efficient pattern within the backpack held to him by a static cling field. It takes mere moments to accomplish this task and leaves him plenty of time to wait an excited expectation for the adventure ahead. Now, Pawns, why don't, why don't you give us a little look into your powerful mind? Well, like, what are you thinking in this moment as you're in transit to this Broken Rock Station, uh-huh. a place known for like pirates, and it's it's not, like its whole location is secret. What are you thinking, right now?
3: Probably first is a little bit freaked out, so I'm just going like, oh my god, up oh, up, oh, okay. Uh, hmm, am I really prepared for this? I, yes, okay, I think I am. So I have all my stuff and just kind of in a slight panic, but then like reorganizing his thoughts and be like, OK, good, good. Yeah, we're, we're going to be OK. Um, so like
0: the same thing he was doing with all the objects floating in the backpack. He's kind of trying to do with everything inside his head to just like mm-hmm. get it all in order to make sure yeah. he's not going to
3: like have a panic attack and pass out in the middle of <laughs> Yeah, basically. Excellent. You want me to describe the, the look of him at all or? Not yet. We're gonna wait for but that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just hold on. We'll we'll get to that.
0: The room rocks violently, all around ponds. You know, he's he's floating in the middle of it, but the room, the rest of it's going all <laughs> it's over a, the place. So I'm
3: actually doing fine. It's just been like, yeah, hmm, well, that's, that's not pleasant. It, it, was, it was a Star Trek style, uh,
1: yes, ship. Yes, when they shifted their seats while the, the camera rocks. <laughs> <pleasant. laughs> So why Jonathan Racker makes the big bucks? Jonathan Frakes, excuse me.
0: (laughs) Got to get that right. If you're gonna ref, you got to ref
1: correct. I mean, he's (laughs) they've they've melded into one person.
0: (laughs) I'd watch that show. It's it. it, So this, as the room shakes around you, kind of like brings you into a sudden awareness awareness of present danger. Impact alarms assault your senses as the speaker overhead blares into life once more. The captain's voice is strained and agitated, as they say over the intercom. We're being fired upon. I think, I think it was a warning shot. They aren't accepting my codes, and they keep signaling for us to surrender. They're, they're acting like pirates for sure, but not free pirates. Not free pirates of the Broken Rock. I think they're rogues. I, I'm revving up the drift drive in case... We need to make a quick exit, brace for impact, brace for a jump, just brace for anything.
3: I'm going to first kind of grab my head and then just be like, oh, oh, no. And then I'm going to try to find like a crate or something to hide myself in, just whatever I can find.
0: <laughs> so you just find like a foot locker and just kind of like put yourself in it, mm-hmm. yeah. close the way, you know, slowly
3: lower down into it.
0: The intercom cuts off with an electric snap of a dying speaker as a small Yusoki hurries to jam scattered pieces of tech and tools into his backpack. He would have fixed the speaker if only to save himself from the crackle it made, but he'd gotten too engrossed in his work. Now there wasn't time, and it didn't matter anyways, since... You could practically smell his luck turning sour with his keen rodent senses. Like mutters to himself as the door to his captain' cabin slides open, revealing a sentient robotic organism, or SRO for short. The clean, smooth lines of the SRO's white frame juxtaposing it against the crude metal of the ship's corridor.
1: Master Scriff, my protective protocols are fully engaged. I'll escort you to the escape pods in preparation for a safe egress. We'll retrieve Master Ponds on the way as well. If you please follow me, sir.
0: Scriff, without even looking up, addresses the SRO. Five like E... Get the tools there. I need them for me. As the ship shudders for a second time, the SRO is thrown back into the hallway. Just then, the captain shouts over the intercom. I'm laughing because this is like a podcast, and like everyone just reacted in like a flying backwards motion, <laughs> and then proceeded to say nothing about it. You, you heard? We heard the the rumbling. The, uh, the, people the were, video you know, people are gonna shuffling. love that. They were yeah. shuffling. You, you heard the squeaks of the desk chairs, like... <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone's thrown back, just as the captain shouts over the Enricom, We're skipping the drift! Hold on! The mechanic, Yosoki's whiskers, bristle for a moment, as if in to, response to the drift engine, shunting in them into another plane of existence. Just as the ship shudders its third... And final impact. Now we're gonna we're gonna pause it here for just a moment. Because I have a question or two for Scriff. Now, Scriff, you're this small humanoid, mouse-like creature. And That's you're right. in this ship under siege in the middle of this diaspora. So, like, where are you at kind of emotionally? What are you feeling? And like. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, um, you know, this is a totally new situation for Scrip, like not not being in a starship, but being in a place of danger. Uh, you know, he isn't used to that. He's had a typical like nine to five type job for a long time and then eventually went out on his own. And now, is kind of forced into this in order to get some money to continue some some projects that he's he's got, which we'll get into later. So yeah, he's kind of uh, like down to his last few credits, right? That's right. Yeah, with with the last of his credits, he is going uh, on like a more adventurous route to try and you know take some risks to to get some some money, and so he's definitely uh on edge
3: with this whole situation like being fired upon I don't think he's ever been fired upon uh in a in a real world scenario maybe
0: because of his past uh professions uh he might have had taken some
3: like practice fire uh, sure. but it was all like on a firing range with controlled situations uh so this is terrifying
0: gotcha so he's like just trying to get all this stuff together and it's like oh no oh, his heart's oh, racing no. his heart's racing he's uh if it, it's like the first time you go uh on a commercial airliner if you've never flown before <laughs> and you get on an airliner <laughs> like you're just you're ready for anything but you don't know what to expect but you're just holding on and yeah, don't you just hate when you're Listening to in whatever instructions they give you. So there's, you're there's in a commercial airline, the and then ships uh, come by <laughs> and just, like, start attacking you. I hate yeah. that happens.
3: So there's, the, there's you know? this, like, weird vertical You're like, wow, that's steeper than I expected, and then there's a person just going, Ugh. and then you realize, uh. well, that's my mom. <laughs> oh.
0: Sadly, a, a <laughs> fairly large <laughs> oversight in the ship is there's no bags to, like, sick up into
3: in case it goes that way. Not sure what would happen. Oh no! The Okay. If he got space sick.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, provided like there's
3: gravity, it's not too bad.
0: <laughs> if there's no gravity, it's so much worse. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So. Gotcha. Now. The hardened steel, of the Stella dolar tears away in a muted cacophony of destruction. You might remember this part as if a tin can being wrenched apart. The walls that safely enclosed you now sheer away, exposing before you an experience too vast, too intricate, too intense for the mind to comprehend. Trapped by this incomprehension, a rising terror becomes paralyzing and your mind reels. Fleeing for safety... In its attempts to escape the unfathomable endlessness of the enveloping drift. Scriff's vision blurs and blackens as the screeching silence fades away. And a memory just flits through your mind in this encroaching blackness. And what we see is. A young Yusoki bristling golden fur, a wild look in his eyes, standing on top of a crimson-colored couch, just covered in dozens of bite marks from small, sharp, pointy teeth. Peering down from his pedestal, he doesn't seem to see the litter of newborn Yusoki in an overcrowded apartment instead a sea of cheering die-hard fans in a stadium rises before him all come to bear witness to his triumphant return to the ring as defending titan weight champion of the robo wrestling federation ah, ah. The homemade plastine armor he wears is not a mere costume with a large slice of cheese crudely drawn on its chest piece, but a strength-enhancing behemoth of might and metal crafted for the sole purpose of wanton carnage in the name of entertainment. The championship belt shall never be torn from my chassis, sinister sister. Your data pad of disaster is no match for me. <laughs> <laughs> As if propelled by the ecstatic cries of his beloved fans. Ah, the champion lets forth a mighty yell. We get, ah! There it is. That's that. <laughs> And dra- dives dramatically towards the opponent who dared to face him in the adamantine arena. Get this little squeak away from me. His older sister yells as she dodges out of the way of the unwarranted <laughs> attack and flees the space. The fledgling Yusoki picks himself up off the hard floor, uh, rubbing the spot where his helmet smashed into his face. <laughs> Ow. Looking into the next room, he sees his parents sitting in a small dining nook. His father leans heavily against the counter, a slight grimace of frustration seeping through his, his otherwise tightly controlled features. Sitting at the table, his mother watches their daughter retreat up the stairs before turning back to the data pad in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, this has happened before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A a few broken whispers from the kitchen... Reach the little Yasoki over the den of the newborn litter, and the yells of his siblings playing nearby. Oh, you can almost you can almost hear them now.
2: <laughs> Those
0: are my glorious sound effects. <laughs> Keep it up. So he hears these little pieces of. Ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs>
2: We're good. I figured
3: out who that I was coming from. I was like,
0: no one's <laughs> even moving their mouth. What's oh, happening? That was, that was Richard, our new resident squeaker. From the kitchen, he can hear like little bits and pieces of the conversation going on over this racket. And he hears, the debt keeps getting... And then he kind of trails off and working five jobs to... No other choice but to accept her. Don't need those credits, I can... We tried that already. As a clothesline from behind brings the champion back to the arena, fighting against the upstart brothers, the brutal burial boys... (laughs) The pair (laughs) pins the champion to the ground, but he refuses to stay down for long. The champion bellows and heaves Ah! his attackers from him. Ah! They're dramatically thrown to the floor in mock slow motion while emitting overly drawn out grunts of surprise. Ah!
2: Ah! And in a
0: voice of professional announcer, our hero intones,
2: Oh, it looks like he's going to go for the Cheddar Chocolate!
1: <laughs> you gotta be kidding
0: me. I knew it was coming, but the delivery made me so happy.
2: The Cheddar Chocolate!
0: Standing (laughs) over his defeated opponents, the champion of the adamantine arena calls out triumphantly,
2: You are no match for me, for I am.
0: As the audience screams his name in unison, we're pulled back to here and now. Before losing grip on consciousness, Scriff Emits a short little chuckle and mutters to himself,
1: "The big cheese." Adam's <laughs> gonna have to edit out like so much of me laughing. And <laughs> oh no, that's no, staying no. in. It's all
3: staying in. That—that's what that was like his internal picture
1: It's like the big cheese.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Unlike Vegas, everyone will know about this. Alright, so as you mutter to yourself the name of your glorious alter ego, blackout. And we kind of are gonna move a little bit here. Who knows how long. But as the blackness starts to fade, you hear the sound of like an old computer starting to boot up that like sound How old is this computer
2: Listen you can dial up modem change
0: <laughs> the classics Is
1: that a real to reel And it's spinning disks Come back in time <laughs>
0: Oh, thank goodness I backed my entire system up on a floppy disk. Don't copy that
3: floppy. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that.
1: Oh, God. <laughs>
2: we, we, made episode, <laughs> we made
0: it one episode, folks. We made it one
1: episode. We're done. That's All right. Thanks, everybody. We're done here.
0: <laughs> no. Because... What we see is kind of like the startup on a screen. And it reads system shut down improperly, rebooting into safe mode, restoring to previous safe state, assimilating excess modules, processing core functions online, sensory unit online, gross motor functions online. And then just a procession of line after line as the systems of SRO model number NR-5E come back online. They begin to take in their surroundings as the system boots up. They realize they're laying on solid ground and looking up into an intensely blue sky blotted out by smoke filling the area. The remains of a ship lie adjacent to them and it's engulfed in flames, roaring, probably a little too close to where 5 is laying. His sensors dim a little bit as he looks from the wreckage towards the star that's shining down on them. Its solar radiation registers as a B-class star with an intense heat and a white-blue hue that's just flooding everywhere you can see, which granted isn't far because of all the smoke that is filling the area. Four moons Overlap one another overhead, looking as if a pillar into the sky through these plumes of smoke. Now as you take this area in in R5E, you just you just found yourself seemingly planet-side after you were traveling aboard the Stella Delar. Feels like just moments ago. What processes are going through your head right now? Like are you trying to assimilate what happened or do you have more urgent concerns? Like where are you at?
1: Uh, let's see, probably attempting to triangulate our position by using what stellar bodies, uh, he can observe with, uh, visual input, um, running cross-referencing that with several star maps and seeing if he can determine at least what system we're in, if not the exact coordinates and planet. Uh, meanwhile, running internal diagnostics, um, checking uh, kernel compile, retrieving memory banks, restoring data log, re-engaging who's, protective subroutines. Who's kernel compile?
0: <laughs> you gave Sorry, away the resist. character I was going to bring in
1: later. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's in league with Mr. Business. <laughs> oh, God. We'll we don't talk about later. Mr. Business. Not yet. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then after trying to just make, make sure that Um, that his own internal heuristics are working properly, um, then beginning to gather um, visual and other sensory uh, evidence to see if he can determine the whereabouts of Scriff and Pons. Uh, Because if they're, and also potentially analyzing the atmosphere, um, I don't know if he's got the ability to do that, but is, is there oxygen? Is there, you know, is the temperature too harsh for them to be able to survive? What precautions is he going to need to take to make sure that they survive if and when he finds
0: them. Absolutely. So I'll definitely have you do some rolls in just a minute here for some of that. But, Absolutely. you know, just standing up in our 5e and running these system diagnostics, you discover you suffered some, like, minor artificial damage. Like, you've got a few dings and dents, but nothing that you can't deal with but you're know, like, on the whole, you're intact. It's just then that a shot rings out from nearby, along with the sound of approaching footsteps. They sound hurried. Scriff runs haphazardly towards 5e, firing his costoject disintegrator at the creatures in pursuit. Oh, and no. And Pons floats shakily down from atop this wreck, seemingly coming out of a place that wasn't wholly consumed by flames and kind of hovers next to 5E as Scriff runs up. And now, finally, we've come to it. Everyone roll for initiative.
2: Yee-haw! Oh, my God.
0: And I'm going to bring everybody over to this new scene. Oh, no.
1: Oh, wow. This ship is on fire. I like the animated flames, though. That's so neat. All the lighting effects in Foundry are just amazing. Uh, Yeah,
0: there's there's some really good modules for this thing, like effects, uh, magic, token effects, um, and then effect magic, I believe. Uh, both of those I used for this. And there's just this crashed ship engulfed in flames on the map in kind of a deserty looking area tinted by this blue. One thing that you should note is that it is kind of hard to see here because of all this smoke. So... That is going to be factored in to this combat. Oh, there's Very visibility. Cool. There's visibility. Oh, no. So we're gonna have some mischance oh, going on. These are on the first here. rolls of the game, guys. These are the first make rolls of the game. What? All right, I got a twenty-one on Ooh,
3: my
1: initiative. Not bad. Ooh, not bad. Not bad. Very nice. All right. Less respectable for the SRO. He's sporting an eight.
3: Are we saving that previous roll there? Adam, could you see it? Uh, I do not see your roll, so go ahead and All go right. into That's the tracker rolled. and hit that dex, thing. Dex, correct?
0: Uh, it should auto-calculate. Just go ahead and go to the tracker and hit yeah, it. Yeah, initiatives in Starfinder is not just a straight dex roll because you could have things like improved initiative that
3: give you bonuses. Mm-hmm. There it is.
0: And why don't we talk about what Scriff is running from here. (laughs) So, Scriff kind of runs up this little embankment up to where 5e is at and where the ship is burning. And he's being chased by these three ragtag looking small creatures, green skin, red eyes. And They appear to be wielding these weapons that look like they're more or less space duct-taped together as they chase him down, screaming with, like, excitement.
2: We've got space goblins! Get your weapons ready!
0: And with that, let's go into combat. And because of his 21 roll, Scriff. You go first. Okay, so uh, I'm assuming because of the situation, I already have my weapon out. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, So then uh, I'm looking at the the map here, and I'm kind of like, I've run up this ledge. Is is this ledge providing me with any kind of cover? If you were to, like, get down on the ground and go prone, then it might, but this embankment's not huge. Okay. All right. Um, Looking at where they are right now, I'm just going to take a shot at the nearest one.
2: And so I'm
0: going to shoot them with my Costoject Liquidator pistol. Uh, And uh, that's going to be a 15 against EAC. Okay. Now I'm going to need you, because of this smoke, to roll... A D one hundred. Oh no, you said that. Okay, so is it is it <laughs> fifty one and higher is a hit? Or what's the what's the percentile that the I The Percentage need to for this one. Cause like it's kind of rising up and just kind of pluming out near the base. It's not super crazy. So we're gonna have a twenty percent mischance on this one. Okay, so if I get a twenty or higher or twenty one or higher, Absolutely. Then I hit. Okay, here we go. That's a 45. Okay, so all right, all right, excellent. And a, you said uh, it was 15. a 15. Yeah. And was that KAC or EAC? Uh, this is using acid damage, so this is going to be EAC. And that's going to hit. All right, let's get that damage going. Oh, out of you know, the these, gate. These single shot pistols—they do so much damage. Oh, cranking it. I got a whole 1d4, <laughs> but I got max damage, so that's going to be four acid Ooh. damage on that now, little space goblin. Is it the one up front? Because they're in kind of a triangle formation right now. Yeah, it, it, you can see kind of the one that's closest to me. He's almost cool. one, almost perfectly diagonal to me. That's the one I'm targeting. So you pull the trigger, fire this acid down. It hits this goblin in the chest and he screams, Aah! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, i'm gonna take my movement and i've got uh because i'm in heavy armor uh i've got to take 25 feet of movement so i've got a little bit of a restriction there so let's see how far i can get i'm gonna move over by 5e and pawns and the burning ship and i can get about 10 feet very safe of definitely very safe yeah th- let's run towards the burning ship it's kind of like a rock and hard place and fire situation (laughs) Mm
2: uh-huh
3: yeah it's not gonna explode anymore or anything yeah probably not
0: pawns you're the closest to this
3: fire what do you do yeah so is this snowy terrain no this
0: is like dirt and okay think more deserty than snow just blue, okay. blue okay. sand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tinted blue,
3: so it might throw you off a little bit, especially with all the smoke going. And then, on. yeah, and then with the size of this ledge, do I have a visual at all on these guys?
0: Yeah, you're gonna have a little bit of cover to deal with,
3: but you
0: can still see them because, like I said, this ledge isn't crazy large.
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to. Then I'm, I want to get away from this uh, flaming wreckage over here. So I'm gonna sure? try to. Are you, sure you
0: don't of... want to move towards it. No. Might no, I? No, might I suggest no. towards it?
3: I could try to hide in it. But yeah. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Quick! So, hide in the fire. That's a terrible They'll never find you.
3: And neither will we. I'd like to run by Scriff here just a little ways to get within range of. That nearest goblin that I saw him shoot at.
2: Okay.
3: It's like, okay, wait, wait, make, make ways. I'm, I'm coming, coming by really fast. Uh, we're focusing on the one in front, and then I'm going to use my uh, mind thrust ability. Ooh. I'd like to see if I can take him Tell out. It's going to be a thrust. will save. What does that do? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is going to be a psychic blast of energy. Uh, you're going to make a will save against my spellcasting DC. Oh.
0: So, what you're saying is you. Guys, immediately shot these four innocent goblins in the chest with acid, and now you're just like,
1: I'm going to shoot your brain. Point of order, (laughs) there's no such thing as an innocent goblin.
0: (laughs) Whoa.
3: Someone's got some prejudices. I'd
0: I'd say so. I didn't know SROs could be prejudiced.
1: Oh, no, no, no. That's not under the SRO talking. That's Richard talking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay uh why don't you roll some damage while i roll a save what kind of save are we looking at and what's the dc
3: it's a will save and i believe the dc was 12 if you pop it up into Uh, the chat it will uh it should tell you the dc oh yeah i'm 14 14. in In there
0: much better than 12 there we go awesome Okay, so you shoot out this energy from your gigantic brain and attack, gigantic brain? attack the <laughs> slightly smaller brains of these goblins. Now,
3: how much damage did you get on that? So with, out of 2d10, that was going to be eight damage Okay. if they failed.
0: It's respectable. It's respectable. I just no, this love is goblin. how
3: the generic, uh, uh, like, the, the default art for space goblins
0: in uh, Starfinder is, like, these, the goblins are wearing, like, these fishbowl helmets. Absolutely. <laughs> their ears, it's got like, <laughs> their a They don't even fit completely <laughs> inside. <laughs> yeah so like the the look of these is it seems like that's what they were wearing but only some of them still have a helmet like maybe some lost them and the gear looks torn up even more than usual that answers an important question of is there atmosphere here well it does not seem that your suits like protective fields have booted up and you're yeah, breathing that, i don't think that's automatic either Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. But as far as you can tell, aside from the smoke that's entering your lungs, you seem to be able to breathe. Good. Now, Pons, you hit this thing with the psychic blast, this mind thrust, and you feel a moment of resistance as you hit it.
3: Now!
0: As... Its brain simply explodes inside its skull because that was oh. plenty <laughs> enough to actually kill it. <laughs> oh, so,
1: it's well. the, the
3: reaction is like mm, it's focusing, and then
1: it's
3: like, wait, I, I don't, don't sense anything anymore. Oh, that worked. <laughs>
1: it's the medical, metaphysical equivalent of popping a zit. Is what you've just done. Oh. That, oh, oh, oh. that was not a <laughs> visual
3: that,
0: that I needed. That is a humanoid life that just got smothered right there. Show a little respect. No, just, just no. Shaking his head, no. If I had And a, then I.
1: If I had a nickel for every goblin I've slaughtered. I'm gonna just have a lot of nickels just for that reaction.
0: My next character that I play is gonna be a space goblin. <laughs> Great. Good. Go ahead and uh, start rolling die. that up because yeah, it's it's coming.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Suddenly, this space goblin just pulls out a level twenty weapon and blasts you in the face. You're dead.
1: See, and that proves the stereotype. <laughs> Unprovoked violence.
0: Unprovoked, huh? Right, I believe huh? They that is just, the end of my They were chasing Scrip down probably to give him like a lollipop a or something. Yeah, yeah, a gift basket. Like, welcome to no, the no, planet. Welcome to the planet. There's
1: no popsicles on those goblins. Don't give me that, that horse crap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we'll find out how the goblins feel about what just happened right now because it's, it's their turn. Call. No, Not that one. We'll, <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know what he was feeling, what his last thoughts about his poor withering grandma was about.
2: Wait, We'll maybe just
1: move we can. on.
2: Maybe we can. Look, I'm
1: pretty sure the last thing that went through his mind was his spinal cord.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sure he's glad he was dead by that point. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, so the goblins that are chasing you are gonna move up, kind of mount this dune and rush up to the closest one—the one who just blew the mind of their friend. The squishy one. And you see green creatures get away with this really nasty-looking short sword daggery thing. Oh, I love these things. They're called dog slicers. Oh boy! And is again, it's just it doesn't look like any craftsmanship went into this thing. It's just this horrible jagged thing with a, a wrapping around the handle as he charges at you. Hmm. And while we're here, why don't you why don't you just tell me what your uh, your KAC is? And if you want to throw EAC out there, just in case, in case I need to know what are we working with here
3: my case is 12 a whole 12 <laughs> whole 12 yeah <laughs> get all that from um,
0: your just armor just as squishy did you? as can be <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Mm. that's what happens when you literally are a floating brain it's kind of hard to throw armor on that but <laughs>
3: they can always get a headshot, and they're nice and squishy you
0: need just to be a like a brain floating in a giant helmet and then you just have little armor on the
3: rest of your body. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you need to stay in the back, sir. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I couldn't move attack and move. So I was trying to get in, get in a range. Bit of Makes sense to me. there.
0: Makes sense to me. Because as it runs at you and slashes. You said a 12, right? It is. Yep. Because I got a 13.
3: No. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> and... Oh yes, here's the damage for you. Please from your your stamina first, because I don't think you're out of stamina yet, go ahead and oh, yes. just take the chunk of one one damage off off that. <laughs> okay. Just... <laughs> Pull that off just real quick for me. It like slashes yeah. at you, but then the the tip of his blade, like where it was band-aided on, just kinda like pops off of his blade. And <laughs>
2: yeah, he doesn't actually even
0: connect directly. Just the handle comes off and just flies over <laughs> and like hits you and falls on the ground. <laughs> yeah, have you seen um, uh, uh, Kung Fu Hustle?
2: He
3: yeah.
0: like throws the knife <laughs> <guy laughs> and just the handle <laughs>
3: <laughs> hits the lady in the face. Exactly that's what, ha- that's that. what happened. It
0: just like bounces yeah, so off your brain and falls to the ground.
3: <laughs> Pons is a little bit more grossed out than, than really... Armed or <laughs> oh, absolutely afraid like, at that point. It's kind of like, no, no, don't get near. And then just, uh, I'm pretty oh.
0: sure the goblin did like himself more harm by just like a <laughs> shame, like shaming himself in
2: the middle of
0: it. <laughs> but it doesn't matter about him right now because we're going to skip past that dead goblin real quick and we're going to go straight mm-hmm. to in r 5e.
1: Excellent. An electronic voice emits and echoes across the sandy winds. Tactical subroutines engaged. 5 right hand snaps down to the built-in holster on the right side of his chassis. He pulls a skip-shot tactical pistol Ooh, that as he moves that forward. Uh, skip-shot tactical pistols are made by a um, uh, grace called the... I may not be pronouncing this correctly, but the Megedli. Uh, So they're basically, um, they're they're ballistics, so they're ballistic firearms that are imbued with um, uh, teleportation magic um, to give them more oomph as the rounds are fired. That's That's super cool. So he is going to step up just a little bit away from that goblin so as not to provoke as he fires, shoots to
0: kill. Very (laughs) lethal knife that this goblin (laughs) has.
1: And oh, sad face. That is only a four. I'm sad to say. So I do not think that is good enough to hit this particular goblin this time. But nonetheless, he has moved up and engaged and is ready to help uh, shield Pawns from the onslaught of gobliny doom.
0: Probably a good plan, you know. Pawns, obviously showing off his casting ability. Um, you seem seem like you've got a little bit more frontline ability. So I'm yeah, definitely going to want are, him are to stay in front of me. more of a, a gunfighter? you more of a melee kind of robot? Like, what's your what's your main deal here?
1: Oh, kind of half and half. So uh, NR5e is statted up as an operative. Um, and Ew, he's monkeys. Got,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, he's got some, um, some melee abilities, but also is very comfortable with wielding both lethal and non-lethal weapons. He was actually designed to be both a caretaker for um, children as well as a bodyguard be the type of robot that a noble or a very wealthy family might hire to um, act as like a nanny a tutor and a bodyguard for their children
0: Hmm. so it occurs to me that i did not give you guys an actual time to kind of talk about what your characters i was gonna like what they look like i was gonna do that as it got around to to your turn but I got too excited about goblins coming to murder all of you. So as it Understandable. As, as it comes back around to your characters, I'll have you guys kinda of talk about what you what you look like and kind of the feel of your characters, you know? But right now okay. This goblin who's in the back watched one of his friends just poof, fall face first into the dirt. The other one what runs face? up I said his mind blew, not his face. (laughs) Just blew your
2: mind. your mind!
0: And this goblin is going to screech out in this horrible sound as he... It's not necessarily rage at you guys. It seems like he almost turns around back towards where you guys came from and makes this screeching noise. (laughs) And then he's going to run up this little embankment and try to get closer to his friend. And that's all he's going to do this turn. So it'll bring it back around to top. Round two. Now, Scriff, why don't you... Talk about what you look like in this moment. Right, yeah. So Scriff is a Yusoki, which are like a, a rat people. Um, they, He has uh, like this golden brown fur with beady little black eyes. Uh, he has a set of like welder's goggles on his head, like a, just hanging out. Uh, and he's wearing a suit of this heavy armor. But it's not it doesn't look like any heavy armor that you would buy in the store. It looks more like he cobbled this together himself. Ooh, There's we're talking like, custom job. It is a mm-hmm. custom armor because he is an experimental armor mechanic. Oh, uh, nice. And uh, so like the armor has these hammer dings from where he's been beating it into shape and these loose wires that are running all over it in various colors. Like he just stripped them out of a ship and hooked them up, like whatever spare wires he could find. Um, On his left arm, he has like this big uh, data pad that kind of takes up his whole forearm. And uh, he's obviously holding that uh, Costoject liquidator pistol. So, Script nice. is going to like that. Oh, thank you, Script. Seeing that uh, Pawns is in trouble, though, is going to say, "Pawns, get back!" and he's going to move up to this Goblin that is in melee range of Pawns, and he's going to lash out because verbally. This I hate Yusoki, you, Goblin! How dare you? This Yusoki <laughs> has claws. And Ooh. I'm going to use my natural weapons, which was a. Yusoki's back claws, Thanks. Uh, it's an alternate <gasps> racial ability that I can take as a Yusoki that I have natural weapons, much like a, a Vesk uh, race might. Uh, so he's not How particularly am I good to get those at it. Attacks on you? He's not particularly good at it, but I am going to take. A swipe with my natural weapons in his free hand and that is gonna be a 15 to hit all right and that's kac, K-A-C? obviously because it is a a uh, slashing that's yeah hard. it might be piercing piercing I think it's slashing. slashing man imagine like laser claws Oh, I don't man. know how he that. Yeah. A, yeah, natural clause. laser weapons. You're like Wolverine, but just. It, it's this a species slash. was born with natural lasers. <laughs> okay, and a 15 to yeah. KAC. Why don't you go ahead and give me that damage? Oh, good. Because that uh, so <laughs> So he hits, but. Uh, He's, he's feeling a little under the weather uh, <laughs> you guys you guys don't know this uh, but uh, Scriff is currently suffering the effects of withdrawals from oh. something and oh, it's dear. kind of uh, weakening his ability to attack in melee uh, so that's a negative three on his damage roll which means it does Ooh, like one an it, it does one non-lethal. Oh, <laughs> Ouch. But the important yes. thing is he tried. He gave it his maximum. He just ran up and just goes, uh, and like limp wrists <laughs> and just like hits this goblin who just kind of like looks up at him and like shakes his head. No longer feeling ashamed that he messed up so badly when attacking pawns. He's like, wow, really? Okay. <laughs> yep. You just hear yeah, this so goblin I'm- like, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got a, a natural minus one to strength, and then uh, because I am currently uh, in the weakened stage oh. of uh, addiction, I have a minus two to my damage rolls. Yeah, because so, uh, you guys you guys had a little bit of adventure before this podcast got started. Some things happened that hmm, we might hear about later. But I'll yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and put. One off of uh, that hit point total, yeah, non-lethal. 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 We're trying to take him alive, right? <laughs> Clearly, because that's that's not lethal. Pons. You see his griff run up and just like,
2: Ugh.
0: what do you do?
3: <laughs> uh. So so Pawns is. You want me to describe the the look of him a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Tell me about this. Okay. So so usually Hans has a like a boombox kind of speaker system on his head (laughs) that he may have stolen from a music festival at some point. Is that like reverse uh, headphones? (laughs) Yes.
1: That's great. And
3: then since there's not really a good spot for his backpack, it's just kind of like on the backside of his head and it's just chilling there.
0: Just like Um, stuck on.
3: Yeah. It's kind of it's like strapped a little bit around where his shoulders would yeah. be, but it, it yeah, looks kind of like a it's hat. It's got like
0: a static uh, clean still. feel, just like sticking it to the back of your brain.
3: Mm. And then his uh, his his body is so they they don't have a mouth. Um, contemplatives don't have a mouth, but his body is withered even more so than other contemplatives. Wait, don't they?
0: Um, Do they not have a mouth?
3: Oh, they 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 have. So Something that's considered—they can make sounds with, so but it sounds like a know shrill if shriek. Do you
0: really consider it a mouth at this point? Can you eat? Yeah. What do you eat. Oh, that's a good Very point, carefully.
3: <laughs> Teeny tiny. Sure there's there's probably the some time. sort of opening. Because like the the. The brain's exposed. Can you just so. can you just
0: like think about a milkshake and be like, ah oh, yes, I'll gain the nutrients. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
3: I was imagine as some sort of like pocket underneath the brain kind of where the main body is. And that's kind of how that would have to okay, work.
0: Interesting.
3: Very bizarre creature. He yeah. Opens up his jacket really and
0: like pours the milk, the contents of a milkshake somewhere into his shirt. And... he'll just, uh, yeah, you uh, like, do, make like food in that pocket. And then... it like photosynthesis, <laughs> but for like milkshake.
3: <laughs> so, so anyways, uh, his body is kind of like these wound neurons, almost made into like a ropey, uh, Look, and there's some semblance of other tissue kind of on it, not in a super grotesque way, but it's just it's so reduced that there's not a whole lot left. So he's mainly Um, brain. He's mostly brain. Yeah.
0: All right, tell me what Uh, you're gonna do with these brain powers of yours, because I don't think. Yes, I'm a little. I mean, if you went up and punched this thing, you might do more damage than Scriff. You can't do less yeah, so unless you, <laughs> you miss. <can't> do less.
3: <laughs> I'm a little bit confused and maybe even upset at Scriff. I was just like, hmm, well, he tried to help, I, I guess. Uh, so I can take my pistol out and fire it. I just can't move, correct? Uh, you can right. move. Uh, oh, you can so take a guarded
0: step. And also, if you step. fire from here, okay. you're going
3: to provoke an attack
0: Exactly. So you could step... Mm. But yeah, it, since your weapon wasn't drawn at the beginning, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. would use your movement up. So you either could stand here and shoot at it, and be awesome, yeah, or you can step away, I guess, and then
3: you know whatever. But let me—I'm gonna do a uh, a headbutt. <laughs> you're just gonna like right. You're gonna like uh, you're gonna do like an, an unarmed strike. Yes. So, so (laughs) since since your character doesn't
0: have any kind of uh, natural weapon, do one damage. It's not only one damage. It's also archaic damage, which means that what uh, any damage if these creatures are wearing modern armor, the damage is reduced Uh by five. Oh,
2: so so you could do less than. Do they look
0: like they're wearing armor? Might actually do less than me. (laughs) (laughs) If they're wearing modern armor.
3: Okay. It would see. Can I so. can I make some sort of perception for? Yes. Yeah. I like did. you okay.
0: know that this isn't like ye oldy medieval armor. This is at least relatively
3: similar to what you're used to seeing. So that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my plan. I'm gonna headbutt him.
1: <laughs> I like that I, you're I committed.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna step away after that. I I believe you Got I can do to that. learn. Uh, yes. Go ahead. Uh, card why card don't you
0: give me that attack and then yeah you can you can do your five foot step and get out of there. Oh
2: my.
3: That's a fifteen to hit battle so hit. I do su- successfully hit my brain into this goblin goblin. Um, assume it does no damage. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna step.
0: Is does it have a minimum? Can, straight you, back can it go behind below script?
3: zero if you connect. It with archaic it reduces.
2: Oh it, so
0: no! It's like damage reduction. Yeah. So you just like squeege up against him. <laughs> and just bounce off and then float back a few feet
2: like yeah take that
0: and he just has kind of like brain juice on him he's like looking mm-hmm. at
1: you like what? what funny and also kind of gross yeah
0: okay so it's his turn now and he's just kind of baffled by everything that's happened <laughs> thus far <laughs> uh-huh. Wipes some so, juice off of him. Yeah. It's like...
2: Lah! It's
0: it's going to do something similar to you, Ponds. It's going to take a step back, but and in headbut- one of its... <laughs> no. <ends, yo>, Paul <All. laughs> learned its lesson from what Pons did. And it's going to take the really junky piece of crap laser gun that it has in its offhand And it's going to take a shot at Scriff. Scriff says, let's go, let's go. Let's see what you can do. Come on, hit me, hit me.
2: I need to test
0: this thing out. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to know if there aren't holes that lasers can get through on this thing. So this junk laser thing... He pulls up, aims it at you, and like it seems to go like, like spark as it shoots out this little crappy laser that hits you dead in the chest, and you feel like a little bit of a warm spot, but it just does nothing else to your armor. <laughs> oh, it worked! Did he, he didn't have to, uh, quick, It's like quickly. a false positive. <laughs> uh, really, really quick, did he have to roll concealment? It didn't even matter. Okay. Like, it was such a crappy shot that even if he had to roll concealment, it wouldn't have done anything to you. Wow, this armor's better than I thought.
1: In our 5e. You're up. All right, so... Um, I will take in just a second because I talked about what 5e is, Oh yeah, not yeah. what he looks, what he looks look like. Light. Um, so... Take the if you're familiar with the, with the Starfinder artwork, just take the image of the standard SRO, the medium-sized humanoid, Which like but then blocky, imagine old-school yeah, style like, robot. It's like yeah. a
0: Johnny
1: Five almost. Yeah, it, almost. You know, Yeah, but without the rollers, more more legs and arms. <laughs> yeah. But then imagine that it was designed by Apple. So there's you know the, the <laughs> eyes eyes are like soft blue LEDs on a black background with lots of smooth white duraplast covering. It looks Friendly, yet 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 intimidating. And I know that seems a contradiction in terms, but it's it's approachable, but also just like you probably don't want to mess with it too much.
0: It's, it's all about oh. how the LED eyes change. Like if it puts little frowny eyes, then you know it's threatening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or like Gur in Invader Zim, it just goes from blue to red. <laughs> yes, go. master! Protective subroutines engaged. All right, so all
0: right. obviously your eyes are in angry mode right now. What do you do?
1: Yeah, so 5 v is going to snap another shot at the um, westmost goblin on the okay. map. Okay, give me a, um, give me a roll
0: and also give me that concealment. All
1: right, and you want concealment after attack? Yeah, find out if it even comes close, and then... All right, good talk. Uh, let's see, that is a mighty 8 again. My goodness. The robot subroutines are very There's, clearly being affected by the uh, all the sand in the yeah. atmosphere. It must be throwing off <laughs> visual gears tracking. gears aren't
0: working quite right. There's um, a little off, can't do those minute movements. Oh,
1: okay. But he's not too worried about that because with his, his offhand, he is going to, as he steps forward, um, um, extend a tactical baton that pops out of his left Ooh. arm Ooh. and interpose himself between the goblin and Scriff.
0: Stand in the front lines. I like it. Exactly. It's like right. Scriff is like pawns, get back, and then Five E comes in. Scriff, get back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, this <laughs> goblin, it's it's turn now. He's gonna he takes the bait and he's gonna run towards this shiny looking thing because you know goblins, shiny baby, shiny, and it's going to pull out another one of those horrible looking knives and take a swing at ya.
1: Right, are you going against kinetic for that, I'm assuming?
0: Absolutely, these things are not advanced enough to have anything past of like, you you need
1: all of 13 to
0: hit me. All of 13, but let's see how this concealment plays out, because that's very important in this moment Mm -hmm. for reasons.
1: Come on, single digits.
0: going to be a 49 oh
1: sad face That's right here comes
0: damage as this thing swings down on you and it goes and like just bounces off again as is very consistent with my rolls anyone who knows how i roll please take one damage off your stamina
1: <laughs> oh, oh. Put, a, put a ding on my Duraplast. That's Feels good. <laughs> we can't have Natural that. Natural 20s look when you're down, the boss
3: and nothing <laughs> otherwise. That was very rude.
0: All right, moving on once again. We're in round three. Back up the script. Tell me what you're doing. Oh, man. Well, uh, since uh, 5e is uh, offering to take the front line role, uh, i'm just gonna take a guarded step to the northeast here to give myself a clean a unobstructed of shot the to this space goblin adjacent to 5e and i'm gonna take a shot with the the pistol the liquid liquidator i'm gonna take another shot at this northernmost right. goblin and that's attack mm, that that's only a nine to hit That's EAC, right? That's EAC. So you pull out your gun and just as you do, like a little ember gets in your eyes like ah and just shoot wildly into the air. It doesn't come anywhere close to this guy.
1: Like watching so stormtroopers well. shoot at each other,
0: like at least you guys kind of have the excuse that the smoke's in your eyes. Stormtroopers have no excuse. <laughs> I didn't even get to that point,
3: I didn't even get to roll my concealment yet. That was probably be another <laughs> right. Meal.
0: All right, pawns.
3: <laughs> yeah, how's that? Uh, how's the ship looking? Is this fire just fully ablaze still? Yeah, it's
0: still going pretty hard. It, like, if you wanted to give me like a perception check, maybe you could determine eh, it's a little more, a little less.
3: Yeah, let me do that really fast.
0: Mm. Yeah, because uh, if this this uh, picture here is any indication, that thing is taking up yeah, half. It's gonna the be swing. a nine. Nine on perception. Nine on perception. Uh, it's hard to tell with fire. Fire is just kind of moving around all the time. You can't really see if it's more or less. Okay.
3: Yeah. So, so Fonz was thinking like, is there another place I could take cover just to. Keep my distance this time, um, seeing that there's not, a not really. great place to go towards. I'm gonna focus on just eliminating the. All right. What are you gonna do? You goblin gonna, here. I'm attack this goblin this time, pond. Like, save some spells and let's go for the uh, semi-auto pistol. Oh yeah. That is Got gonna that be. This time. An attack roll. Right.
0: So it just kind of like floats out, and just like aims. In the general direction of this little goblin, and is this is this special? Like, is it a as a teleporting pistol like Five uh, E's got, or what is what is what are you
3: shooting? This, like? this is the most basic pistol. It's not what I usually would rely on, um, but in this circumstance, it, it does make a little bit of sense. Okay. Uh, now,
0: what was the roll? Yeah, what's I? The
3: yeah, it was a fourteen to hit with that one. Ooh, okay. Now the all-important
0: concealment roll. That D-Hundo. Okay. Mm. I'm, I'm almost thinking
1: oh. uh, that was a that was a one. No. The, oh no. Concealment. Saddest of sad faces. Wow.
0: Oh no! If only you had if done really that on, on, your on your nat 20, or like uh, sorry, in your D twenty. <laughs> <sighs>
1: I'm so disappointed. <laughs>
3: But maybe a one we should
0: uh, go for in for guaranteed hit. <laughs> just waste those spell slots, man.
3: Yeah, may- maybe so. Hopefully there's no other life forms on this uh knows? planet that we crashed on. Yeah,
0: so you pull it up and just like it's waving around using the telekinesis and just like pointing in random directions. And you fire when you mm-hmm. think you're close, and it fires and hits like right next to 5e. Its foot is like <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, whoops! Ow. Oh, okay, I'm 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 gonna stick to other things then. I'm...
1: Master Pons, please recalibrate your aiming.
3: Yeah, we'll do. All
0: right, this goblin is right up on Five E. He sees it like shoot right next to his foot too. Kind of looks down, looks up at Five E, looks over at Pawns, and then goes the whale on Five E with this dog slicer. Uh you just stepped right in front of him. You're shiny. What kind mm-hmm. of? What could a no, humble I,
1: goblin do? I would expect nothing less.
0: So he comes up at you, swings this thing, and you bat it away with just the, the ease and grace of a robot kind. Just that's no, no, no. Just <laughs> knock it out of the way. Not today, Shorty. <laughs> and as it attacks you, what do you do about this?
1: Oh, well, I'm going to have to retort, I think, and I'm going to bash it with a tactical baton. Uh, Before that, though, I'm going to attempt a uh, trick attack with sense motive, see if I can pick up on what his next move is going to be. My first
0: trick attack.
1: Yes, because I remembered that that's a thing I can do. (laughs) That's pretty good. I think that's actually supposed to be four higher than that because of my detective background. So that's actually a twenty-four, and the DC Ooh. is twenty plus this yeah, target CR. twenty plus CR. Goblins nice.
0: right. are mighty, glorious opponents, with a CR the to rival titans themselves of <laughs> one one third. So third. this goblin long. is tricked by this movement you do as you like <laughs> analyze it. Now give him the treat. Excellent.
1: All Ooh. right, and then slipping and uh, hoping to slip beneath his his guard. Uh, here's the treat. <laughs> Let's see. The tactical baton is going to hit a 13 uh, KAC. Back to bull. He's flat footed s- because
0: of the trick deck,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. He is. And I'm assuming I still need still need a percentile for the, the space sand. Okey I'm on do, one. Coming g- give um, me one more. There's another one. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. Not what? not this time, oh. buddy.
0: Wait, wait,
1: is that a not 86. this time to him? Uh, no, 80, Yeah, not to hit to him. That is an eighty-six an 80. on the on the roll. So that is well above the, the threshold. Oh, oh, right. All
0: right, fine. You can have this one. Roll some damage. Right. extra sneaky damage. Yeah, this is. Oh, uh, this is gonna
1: hurt. This is gonna, this gonna hurt.
2: hurt. Sorry right. about that.
1: <laughs> My audio button was part of the roll that I put in. So that is a mighty <laughs> <No>. nine damage. <laughs> He was too taken aback by how
0: much damage he did. He's like, oh. oh, oh, mm, mm, mm." (laughs) And as you bring down the baton on this poor innocent goblin, you shatter through what's left of the helmet, the remnants smash right into his dome, and he just
1: drops. Yeah. Uh! That That was a mighty blow. Target eliminated. And Five E pivots toward the next goblin and says, Bring it. <laughs> oh
0: god. Oh, this is a sassy SRO. Oh, he is. It's if he hadn't tuned. already used your like action, that would have been an intimidate right there. Okay, wow. That's that was the goblin that was coming up next. So I guess mm-hmm. I guess we'll just. Move around. To Skippity up. doodah. Moving on down the line. All right. Well, script's already in a pretty down. good position. Um, I'm just going to take a guarded step. No, you know what? I'm going to stay right there. Yeah, You don't even need a guarded step. There's a yeah, dead gonna, goblin a by you. Step. I'm, I'm going to have some fun here. Um, oh, this is probably going to end that. badly. Oh, I do want to hear that. Never mind. Uh, what I'm going to do is give myself two chances, and I'm going to mm. do a full attack. Ooh, let's go full attack. Tell me about it. All right, so full attack. I'm going to take a minus four to each of my attack rolls, but I get to make two of them.
2: Oh, so okay,
0: okay. That's that's twice first, as much chance the smoke can yeah, get in your eyes. I'm I'm not twice worried. I'm not as worried. Many chances? So first attack is a fourteen against EAC. Ooh, even after all that, Natty eighteen. Very nice. Okay. Wow. Well, and uh, second attack is a 13 against EAC with a natty
1: 17. That is right. Right. Okay. respectable. Now,
0: the all important, smoke obscuring the vision. Why don't you go ahead and give me two rolls because both of those potentially are going to hit. Just okay. maybe. So here's the first one. First one is a 63. Yeah, That's gonna hit, okay. and the second one,
1: on
3: 100, oh, okay. <laughs> balancing <laughs> out that one that, that Cooper got the, earlier. Yeah,
0: you just, you a just wait, you wait with your gun drawn for the smoke to just clear just for a moment, and then in that, boom, fire off these two shots, give me some acid damage. Oh man, I get to roll twice you for do. damage, oh. that first one is a whole zero because I'm weakened, <laughs> Really? Wait,
3: the, wait, the wait, wait. With an acid pistol? Does it work that
0: way? The the sickened... Uh, it, it's because I am sickened from the addiction. Yeah. It says you take a minus two penalty to attack rolls, weapon damage rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. So uh, it's just one non-lethal. Wow. Wait, oh, wait. no.
2: How do, I weapon, don't even know how that
0: works. I don't even just know. weapon damage. He, it doesn't... He, Care if it's, uh, Doesn't care if it's a, a gun? gun or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm no. just a bad shot when I'm uh, when I'm sickened.
3: But anyway, you can only nick him. Like that's the One best non-lethal. you could possibly do. I'm
0: gonna take another shot oh, no. here. That's another zero. So that's uh, no. the same hole twice. So two non-lethal. 2 oh, At no. least I hit him twice. Okay, this, we need to smack you out of this or something. A, like a fantastic, like um, school time. Thing that like popped up on the TV right when you get home, like don't do drugs,
3: kid. <laughs> reduce your damage.
0: I was like, do you want to shoot good with lasers? Yeah. <laughs> don't do drugs. <laughs> I don't know where you grew up. I did not have like a old-timey country western dude telling me not to do drugs. It was definitely a mascot of some kind, but like in this universe, it would be like something slightly terrifying and off-putting.
3: Like a a freaky lizard dude. Pons, it's up to you
0: because you can see that Scriff is not doing well. He landed two nice shots, but they were just like hit him in the shoulders a couple times. Yeah, so so Pons
3: Like reaches up with his skinny little fingers, I guess you could call them, and kind of scratches the side of his head for a second as he's still very confused. Uh, (laughs) But then kind of lists the other one and like focuses his mind. Uh, And I'm going to do another Mind Thrust here against that last goblin. Uh, Goblins known for their incredibly strong minds. I'm I'm sure they have some amazing wisdom. Um, So go ahead and make a will save.
0: Okay. Go ahead and throw me some damage out there while I do that. So as you thrust once again... Into this goblin mind with this force, you, you may have to pick up a new nickname. Cause like, Pawns, Space Goblin Slayer sounds pretty good. As this thing <laughs> falls face first into the ground,
2: dead. Man,
0: did he have like one health left? He had two big bad health points. So, like <laughs> even I, I didn't even total. bother roll, rolling that save because your minimum damage would have killed him.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> great, though. So Fonz is just going to kind of, like, <laughs> chuckle to himself for a second.
0: My, my poor space goblins.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: As as you drop this space goblin, why doesn't everyone go ahead and give me a perception roll? Because, like, the, right. the smoke just kind of starts to... Move away. The wind changes
1: directions a bit. Five E drops at twenty-three perception. It's gonna be a fourteen.
0: Scriff coming in with a natural one for a three. Ooh, coming in hot. So, this is mainly gonna be what you see, Five E. But, you know, you're all gonna get a little bit of perspective of the area, right? As you look around, you see there's a a desert that you're kind of in. Off in the distance, you can see the strange jutting shapes from the ground that looks like it could be buildings of some kind. It's it's hard to say, because the smoke is still kind of in the way. And you look around, and the first thing you notice as you really takes stock of the immediate surroundings is there's this shiny metal panel just protruding from the dirt nearby. And on it, there's a, a symbol that you recognize, and it's the nose art of what looks like the ship nearby, a black bird flying in front of this crescent moon confirming that the horrible burning wreck next to you is, in fact, the ship that you had been on, the Stella Dalar. And very importantly is that her captain is nowhere to be seen. Secondly, looking atop the Stella Dalar, it's Hulk dominating the immediate area, you see within the raging inferno the outline of a humanoid figure. As if a trick of the flames or mirage, it vanishes instantly. However, Uh. one detail sticks in your mind as you come to a sickening realization the silhouette was holding ever so delicately a severed arm
2: what is happening
0: oh, end gosh. of chapter one mm. what
2: you're gonna okay. end it right
0: there i'm oh, gonna man, end no, it I need right answers. there I need answers. Why is he having arm? Why is he pulling a Terminator? What is going on? Just have to wait.
1: You'll have to wait until next time. I don't even know where we are. Oh, 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 Adam's the worst. Uh, Yay!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's what I've always wanted to be.
2: (laughs) Oh, bye everybody! uh, Awesome first episode, kids.
0: To episode one of the Emergency Power Podcast. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.
1: Don't be uh, afraid. Right. Come back and see us again. <laughs> when your batteries are low, we'll be here.
3: When life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song
1: Triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. Music provided by Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com. Font Azonix by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins.